Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, Noah? I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Busy busy week. Had uh, Spent the weekend up at the cottage up north. So Cool. Uh, that's always good. Bit chilly, obviously, this time of year. Obviously. Uh, and I celebrated a nice, uh, nice Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving up there. So it was, it was good. Nice, nice. Yeah, I can't. I can't complain. I I went into school this past week. Uh, well, it was raining on the Tuesday, but I mean, I was, I was wearing pants, but I was wearing a t-shirt. It was pretty comfortable. I think it was it was around eighteen, nineteen degrees. It was. Uh, it's been nice. It's been good weather. Yeah, I don't think I can really say the same about here. It's, nah, <laughs> you know that time of year, it's just always you know, cold and stuff like that. But right. what are you gonna do? Um, you know, and it's just kind of. Now we're at that stage where, you know, we're so blessed from like October to like September with so many sports that are on. And now everything's kind of just dwindling away. Man, but I got to be honest. I, uh, I've been really into this playoff baseball stuff. Yeah. I, I have been enjoying like these games have been terrific. How um, fantastic I, was it yesterday watching the Astros get eliminated? It was it came down to the last uh, last inning. I mean, it was not like a land. Like, oh, like everyone, everyone who. Um... A baseball fan, I think, is going to be. Man was extremely happy about that win last night. Man, I, I don't think I could – props to the Astros for coming back from three, a 3 nothing deficit. That's pretty cool. Um, but thank God they didn't win. Uh, and then we get two game sevens in the championship series There's, or, or conference series. Um, it's um, Dodgers-Braves tonight at 8.15. So I am very much looking forward to that. Um, Considering, I think, uh, three, uh, Sunday night football tonight is Rams versus 49ers, correct? Rams versus 49ers. 49ers are incredibly hurt still. I, I Yeah, I, I, I'm actually doing my NFL parlay for the, week, for the weekend right now. Um, and I have Rams over the 49ers by, by a long shot. Um, What's the parlay you got this week? You, you, you read yours, I'll read mine. Maybe break right, it down. I, uh, Obviously, obviously, by the time this podcast airs, we'll know if, if these if these parlays hit or not. Um, yeah, um, it's it, 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 I don't know because so last week I got screwed by the Kansas City the, Chiefs. I also got screwed by the, what Kansas. the hell, man. Like 
that's usually that's usually automatic. Like, yeah, and then I of course I took 49ers over Dolphins, which is such a terrible bet in hindsight. But you I don't bet against Fitzmagic. The thing for me was I remember the the week before we watched the 49ers and they had Mullins in at quarterback. And oh he, they, they played uh who did they play? The, they played the uh Eagles. It was close, man. It was close. The Eagles suck. Yeah. But like literally end of the game. Uh, I believe the Niners were still up. They're, you know, in their own zone. Mick Mullins with the ball, chance to just, you know, kill some clock, get it down to the field. You know, easy, easy. All he has to do is just make like a decent drive. And he throws the most egregious pick I have ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. I don't know. First, like, I don't know how you throw a pick like that. There was nobody around the Eagles defender. Yeah. The jerseys don't look similar. There's no excuse. He just threw it right to him. It, yeah, it, was, it wasn't good. So, for that reason, the Niners, uh, I, I did not take them in my parlay this week. Even though I know Mullins probably isn't playing, but just can't All right. trust that team. All right, you want to know my parlay? So, I, I'm still undecided on three games, so maybe – or. Is it three or four games? Sorry, four games that I'm I'm undecided that I I don't know if I'm gonna bet on yet. But so far I have Bears over Panthers, uh, Colts over Bengals, Vikings over Falcons, Patriots over Broncos, um, Ravens over Eagles, Titans over Texans, uh, Dolphins over Jets, and Rams over 49ers. Okay, what's what's the parlay? What's it to return? So right now it's an eightfold to return. It's uh twenty to one. Nice. Which is which, considering it's an eightfold, is not like egregious by any means, but it's it's definitely a a, a cozy return. Oh, you want to talk cozy returns? Check out this parlay. We got some hot takes in here. Obviously, I, I do all, mine's all money line. By the way. Yes, mine are all money line too. I ain't trying to mess around with with the spread. No, <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Get, get sewered too much by the spread. Can't do it. Can't do it. Not this week. Um, Baltimore over the Eagles, which is, I think everyone, you know, yeah, that's automatic. Uh, Dolphins over Jets. That's my. Uh, that's gonna be my lock of the week. Book it. Safest bet out there. Uh, I mean, there's a couple. I don't even know who's starting for the Jets. Is it even Flacco or Darnold, or do they have a third string? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, Patriots over Broncos like you. Uh, you know, Cam Newton in there. The Broncos. I drafted Broncos defense this year, and the next day, Von Miller went out for the season. He went out for the season, like, before the season, I mean, st- yeah, so we we did. I I didn't set up our fantasy draft this year. Um, that would be Braden McAuliffe, who I believe was on our show once. He set up the league. He set the draft way ahead of week one. So we do the draft. I want to get a decent defense, so I take Broncos defense. They're rated pretty highly. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't take them early, but it was one of the first defenses off the board. And then Von Miller's just like nah. So now I'm Seward. Essentially, and it's not not. There are other reasons too, but terrible. Um, 
Vikings over Falcons, which I think will be close. Yeah, the Falcons suck though. Falcons they suck. just they just fired their GM and head coach, and and the the CEO of the Falcons came out. Well, I don't know if it's CEO or president. It really doesn't matter. White guy in a position of power um, came out and said, um, "We're not in any rush to hire a new one. We're gonna take our time." Yeah. So and you look I, at now. The Minnesota Vikings, I believe – I placed this parlay a little while ago. I believe Dalvin Cook might be out this week. Oh, really? So I that, that makes that. it closer. But to me, the Vikings, like, that has probably got to be the best-looking team to be undefeated at this point in the season. Like, they have been so close so many times. He's not playing, you're correct. Yeah, so that, this, that, that already doesn't look great. But They were playing in Minnesota, too. Yeah. Not that that really has an effect, but yeah. for for the sake of it. Yeah. Chief, I have Chiefs over Bills, which, you know, obviously Kansas losing last week. Bad there's signs. N- there's no way I was betting on that game. There was no chance. I have no idea what either either outcome would not surprise me. So I just decided I'm not betting on Monday night so I can get my results tonight right away. And I don't have to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Night. I, I went Chiefs just because, I mean, you know, obviously they lose last week, but what Buffalo did last week, that was brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. Uh, it it was off. really like their defense was terrible. Yeah. Brutal defense. Um, the next one we got up here Rams over Niners. Easy. Uh, Packers over Buccaneers. Um, so that that's I was gonna pick Packers as well. Um, so that's one of the four games that I'm really not sure I want to bet on. So those four games are Lions, Jaguars, then Giants uh, versus football team, and uh, Steelers, Browns, and then yeah, Packers, Bucks. Yeah. But I I I have a very very strong uh, I I, I want to go with the Packers. Yeah, I'm going Packers even though I do have, uh, you know, Tom Brady in fantasy for some reason. Um, but, you know, to me, the Packers, you know, until they start to, to struggle, there's no reason to, to worry about them. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they just continue rolling there. Uh, next one, Tennessee over the Texans. Yeah. Another another close one, Houston. Yeah, the the odds the odds on that game I thought were like way, like way further apart than they should be. I think I think a lot of that is just Houston with you know because no Bill O'Brien. And well, they won. They won their first game without him. Yeah, and I think but I think it's just. Uh, but I think they were playing the Jaguars. Yeah, and I mean Derrick Henry, who's stopping them? No one. Yeah. So uh, 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 that that one had good odds. Now to end it off here, I got two. Two a little bit spicier uh, uh, picks here, just because I, I needed that return to go up. <laughs> so I took the Bengals over the Colts. Why? Why? Yeah, tell me why. Give me like because one la- reason. Because last one, week, because like, because last week the Cincinnati Bengals they went into Baltimore and they for the most part shut down Lamar Jackson with that defense. Now the offense did nothing. They scored a field goal. I, the offense, yeah, but the defense, (laughs) 
Defense wins champions championships it's in true. every sport. That yeah. is true. Probably. So, and I and the odds were so bad for Cincinnati. I mean, they're on a they're on a three point eight to one. It's not good. I got it at three point nine. Oh my god, I'm surprised it's not higher. To be honest, it doesn't matter. And Philip Rivers, that arm's gonna go sometime soon. Why not this week? <laughs> so I'm taking the Bengals. Lock it in. And then lastly, uh, different than you, I took Panthers over Bears. Man, so like. That was a That's close, a close one. one. It's gonna be a close one. I I'm I'm picking Bears just for that return. It's a little higher, and I, I th- think it's very possible. I don't think Carolina's that good. McCaffrey's out for the season. They've won more without McCaffrey, I think. He played one game. Exactly. Or two. Like it doesn't. They got Teddy Bridgewater. They got or, DG. I don't even remember who they played last week. I know because it was probably such a blowout for the Panthers. Um, <laughs> I also just like. I think we I, play the Falcons, man. <laughs> it's a good win. But yeah, like the, the, you know, they got nice receiving group. You know, they got Teddy Bridgewater slinging it downfield. And their defense, yeah, whatever. They did play the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons are a great team. Also, like, quick note on the Falcons. So I have Calvin Ridley in fantasy too. Uh huh. The amount of times I'm watching, the, I watch the Falcons, and I see that man wide open, and then Matt Ryan just eats it out of bounds, and it's like, are you like? I don't know if you saw the one clip. I didn't. I've barely seen anything from the Falcons. All right, I'll send you the clip. I, like thoroughly no like interest or enjoyment watching them. Yeah, there's one clip I saw it on Twitter. I'll put it up. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll put it up on our our page or whatever. And it's literally. Calvin Ridley in the end zone, standing still, no one around him, waving at Matt Ryan to throw him the ball, <laughs> and he throws it away. And that and that is why my fantasy team only has one win this season. So, Bears have we, a good defense, though. Bears have a good defense. Yeah, Bears have great defense, but we'll we'll, we'll see. And, uh, be, as you said, defense wins championships. Defense wins championships, but you know what else wins championships? Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> was he even on the Saints roster when they won the Super Bowl? No. No, he's he's won nothing. Jeez. But that's uh, all about the change. He had injuries. It's 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 Teddy time. Teddy time, all right. Book it. Um But yeah, I guess that that's uh That's uh, that's our that, that ends our um hockey fans in football segment. Yeah. Well, we were, I was talking to some of the guys at the network, and they were saying, you know, they wanted each podcast to have like a hook, like a segment that they talk about. So, <laughs> um, maybe we'll just try out a bunch of different ones and just see what sticks, see what people yeah, like. Yeah. But uh, for all intents and purposes, this is uh, sports betting with Noah and Justin. <laughs> um, we're not very good at it. Should preface that, but I mean, we'll see how this week goes. Oh. And just before we, the parlay I had was three dollars to return three eighty nine. Holy moly! Yeah, like a quarter <laughs> of that. A quarter of that is on the Bengals beating the Colts. Joey Burrow, Literally, all the it, all the guy does is win. 
if you didn't pick that game, your return would probably be like a hundred bucks. It was, and that's why I picked that game. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh. I don't know yet. I got to figure out if I'm going to bet on the Giants game because I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to bet on your Giants. I'm more bummed out because I'm a Seahawks fan. They got a bye week. So now it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just disappointing. You hate to see it. Okay, I have a 12-fold right now with all the games, and it's to return 170 bucks. so I'm going to put $2 on that. $2 on that. All right, we'll see it. Yeah, but there's been a little action in hockey. There's been a little bit. It is. Oh, we, you want to know what? I'm trying to remember. We, we recorded last Friday. We recorded last Friday, so – there's been quite a few signings. There's actually been quite a bit. Last episode, if you'll recall, we made our pitch to Taylor Hall to come to Arizona or to come to Florida. And he said, no, thanks. And then we also asked Alex Petrangelo to come to Florida. He also said no. I heard he was interested, though. I heard there was a big push. Yeah. And you know why he was interested? Because Florida's the best. This is true. It is. So... But from the sounds of it, I mean, do you think there's still a lot of big names out there? Uh, Mikhail Granlin is still without a contract. Mike Hoffman, probably the biggest name still out there. Uh, there's a lot of surprising names still out there. Sammy Vatnin still out there. Carl Soderberg. There's still a fair amount of, of players on the market. Travis Hamanick, uh, Michael Grabner. Do you see this team making any more moves? Or do you think... Bill Zito's done. I, I don't think he's done. I think we'll see. We'll see a few more depth moves, and I'm I, I'm hoping that maybe because I heard that he was looking for a one year bridge deal that Mike Hoffman signs on. He knows he can he can light up the lamp in in Florida. So uh, I hope that he he takes that one year bridge deal with and stays in Florida. But we'll see. Um, He's got he's got cap room. He's he's definitely has cap room. Um, basically, everyone's signed for next season, so he he can go out and he he can make a, a splash. He can he can afford to do it. Yeah, if if he's got the go ahead to spend some more money, um, yeah, you that, know that, why true. why not make a push? To me, Mike Hoffman's an interesting player. Where you know the the big obviously of getting Dadenov signing in Ottawa. Um, which I thought was it was I Ottawa just trying to get to the cap floor at that point. Yeah, and and I think Evgeny Dadonov, I think he's a really good player too. And you look at Mike Hoffman and what he brings to this team, and I don't know if it's necessarily the route the the Panthers maybe want to go down with him, where a lot of people consider him kind of an empty calorie goal scorer, where he's going to score his goals but they're mostly going to be on the power play and he's not really driving any play when he's out there. But the like, power play, power play, power play goals are so important because you need to capitalize on those. And I think we really saw that from Tampa Bay in the Stanley cup playoffs is when they had a power play, they capitalized a lot of the time. Yeah. So like, but we, we know Mike Hoffman, what he does, he, he likes that shot from the, the top of the circle there. And so the question is, is he scores 30 goals from there, right? Let's say. 
how many goals does somebody else get on that same spot with Huberto and Barkov passing it to him, and now with Patrick Hornquist playing that front? Like, how much? How many goals does Owen Tippett get you? And if you can put him there on an ELC, can you spend the money maybe somewhere else? And I'm a I'm a big I'm a big fan of what Bill Zito's done so far, adding a ton of depth uh, to this team, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is huge. Um, but there's still some very interesting names out there. Mike Hoffman, for what he's going to get, especially on maybe a one year deal, like I think you're looking in the the five or six range, and I don't think he's going to give you five million or six million dollars worth of value. But if if and this is all hypothetical, but if Bill Zito has to go ahead to spend the money, I don't see what the the damage is just to be paying him for one year. If he if he's okay with that bridge deal, one year at six million, I I don't see what the 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 problem is. I, it's yeah, sure you're overpaying, but you only got to worry about it for a year. You're not locked into a contract. Yeah, the thing for me is would I like let's say let's say Hoffman gets six million, right? Would I rather have six million dollar Mike Hoffman or would I rather have two, maybe three million dollar players? Like would I rather have a combination of Mikhail Granblin and someone else? Those types so it's it'll be interesting. I think the the big trend from this team though right now has been becoming much harder to play against. Mm-hmm. You can very clearly see that emphasis, and you can almost see this team slowly morph, like trying to morph themselves into like what Columbus uh, has been over the last few years, with just being a team that is, plays hard every night, um, is very difficult to go up against, regardless of the quality of players that they have. So I think um, there, there's a couple of guys out there that might add a bit of sandpaper still in depth roles. There's a lot of guys that like they're, they're not going to get much money. No, um, no, and the, the fact that they they they've <clears throat> held out so long is not good for them at all. Yeah, and I think we saw really the the kind of uh, sorry, quote unquote um, overpaying was at the beginning and the more you wait the less likely you're you are to be getting that really lucrative deal yeah like right now it's guys that haven't signed they they're not going to be getting they're they're all going to be getting lower than market value at this point exactly for their services and i think there's a couple really low cost acquisitions that could have a really big impact uh, on a team that they're still just out there right now and haven't been signed. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, is there a specific player out there that you think would be a really call, really solid low cost ad for a team? Is there a guy that stands out? Um, Given given some a little bias, just having seen him kind of develop, um, I think it could be really interesting to bring in Alex Galchenyuk. 
I think I think he's a guy that could have a, a tremendous upside and who's going to be signing for anywhere between one and two million. Yeah, I don't I'm, think he's getting any more than that. Um, I think that could be really interesting. Um, it, yeah. uh, uh, we'll have to wait and see if he's able to get a contract, but also. Um, Probably and Andreas Anthonisiu. I was told that Anthonisiu's offer from the Oilers uh, was around two million. That could be that could be interesting, man. He's so, a speedy guy. He's a speedy guy. He it, it he had a tough go in Edmonton, and I think a lot of that was just he didn't really have time to get his game uh, up to speed with everyone else. Right, and I think a lot of play. You can say that about a lot of players. Yeah, and and so I know Ken Holland took a lot of flack for that, but uh, at the end of the day, you know it, it is what it is. Um, the Alex Galchenyuk is interesting to me, and I kind of see him in the same boat as Mikhail Granlund, where it's two guys who have had some really good success in this league, but they're several years removed from it but they're both still fairly young that you think there's still something there. I mean, if you look at Galchenyuk's numbers at the start of his career, they were very promising. Very, very promising. I believe he had a 30-goal season. I'm going to check that right now. Um, He did. 2015-2016, he had 56 points and 30 goals, um, which was pretty pretty impressive. Uh, He also had one 20-goal season. And then two 19 goal seasons. He he did well in his in his uh, year in Arizona. Yeah. And then Pittsburgh is kind of where it really dropped off. Um, but still not horrible numbers, and he still managed uh, half a point per game in in Minnesota. Yeah, so he'll he'll be an interesting guy. I'm very curious to see what he gets. Um, I think, yeah, I agree. The upside there is extremely high. Um, there's a couple other guys out there that I really like is maybe not high impact guys, um, but guys that can play with better players that are smart players and guys that come to mind are like Connor Sheary, Dominic Simone, Dominic Cahoon, Eric Hall, those type of guys. That I I'm think... going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to add a player to my <clears throat> list. Um, because I'm just looking at the list of available UFAs right now. Anthony, Anthony Duclair. Duclair. Anthony Duclair. Man, like, and he chose to represent himself with Pierre Dorian. Um, I, I don't understand why a deal wasn't made in Ottawa. Like, yeah, because really, they're really strapped for cap room right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to have Anthony Duclair on my team. Yeah. No, auto, like Ottawa legit now is like if you ever play like a NHL like GM mode, and and you start with a team and you're like, okay, I wanna I wanna rebuild, so you trade off all the guys for like picks and prospects, but then you gotta hit the cap for, so you sign random UFAs for like fifteen million dollar one year deals. <laughs> it kind of seems like that's just what Ottawa's plan is. Is that they're gonna yeah. co- they're gonna be like, hey, Trevor Lewis, here's four million dollars. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, why? 
why wouldn't you just spend that money on a decent player? Well, they they, they did get that off to their credit. That's true. That's true. But, but that, like, it wasn't like overpaying by any means. Like, I think that was a fair deal. Yeah. Like, like you could argue just a slight overpayment, but it's not so, anything noticeable. Like, they're gonna have to do something that's gonna be clearly noticeable. Yeah, like if if I was you know Pierre Dorian right now, I'd just be going down my list of UFAs, calling them and saying, "Are you willing to take a one-year deal?" And if they say yes, you say, "Well, we'll beat any offer any other team's going to give you," because they can. Yeah, like legit. And and I'm sure Melnick has an internal cap that he literally wants to spend at the minimum and nothing more. Well, according, um, according to Melnick, though, they're they're going to be winning the cup here soon. As he said the other day, yeah, I not. Uh, you know, I, the, we'll see. We'll see. I would love to see it for our for our scouting correspondent and cap advisor Jacob Barker. Um, I think that would be awesome, but I'm I don't have a lot of faith in Matt Murray. That's all I'm saying. I don't have a lot of faith in Ottawa in the near future, but they're they're moving forward. They got a lot of pieces that are nice. Um, interesting team to watch. With all that being said, like with all the names that are still out there, I still don't. I, I I don't know if I see the Panthers really making any other big moves. No, no, not nothing like. Big. It seems I, like th- those players we said I would really like to see in a Panther jersey. I think Galchenyuk would like look the twenty like it would look great in a in a Panther jersey. But... I think I think Anthony Declare would look great in a Panthers jersey too. I mean, yeah, I can I can literally picture it in my head. Um, yeah, you can just like I can just picture Anthony Duclair on the beach drinking pina coladas, and then walking over to the rink, and with Jonathan know, Huberto, and they're doing their French thing, and like they're they're having a great time. Um, I, I think it would be great. Yeah. And so, there's yeah. And, and in the winter time, maybe not this year. There's obviously a lot of Montrealers down there, so you yeah. can kind of feel at home. It's yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you hear that, Anthony? There's a there's a lot of upside. There's a, a lot, lot of upside to Florida. And you want to know what? Mm. Taylor Hall and Alex Petrangelo decided that they were not good enough for Florida, but we, we think you are, and um, we, we'd love to have you. Yeah, I think everyone would. I think it would be fantastic additions to the team. And somebody, built Anthony DeClaire, played in Columbus under Bill Zito. That's true. That's true. And, and bonus – John Tortorella is not here. So, like, he can't get ripped to shreds by John Tortorella. So, I mean, I mean I, I'm trying to find, like, reasons for him not to come. I can't think of a single reason he shouldn't come to the Florida Panthers. I can't. I, I don't think – I can't think of a reason. It just makes sense. It makes sense. It's destiny. It is. So, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, I, st- I still doubt the team does anything – too drastic at this point. It seems like most yeah. teams, most I, teams have kind of locked down their rosters. It, it's weird. Most teams have kind of like figured out what they've done, and they they have they're pretty close to in you know figuring out their roster size. But then there's still so many players out there without contracts. I um, I wonder. Uh, I wonder how how many like discussions there are between GMs and agents on a daily basis at this time. I, I, I really don't know, because it, it seems at this point, from a player's perspective, you, you'd be you'd be 
you'd be you'd be desperate and the gm would be in the driver's seat and this would be like the time to do it but who knows yeah like it's a for sure it's for sure a buyer's market and just with like the short off season now like if you're a player you know if you're waiting until you know november to sign and that's getting pretty close to the start of next season yes yes so there's got to be maybe a little more urgency i think like we'll see a couple of signings trickle in in the next you know a couple of weeks or so and then i think we'll see quite a bit closer another spike another spike much closer to the, the start of next season yeah um it's gonna be real interesting to see um I, i'm excited uh I'm yeah, I'm I'm really excited for hockey to get back. Yeah, I already miss it. Man, it's gonna be a long, long, long semester. Yeah, and it's just like it's been so long. We waited so long for hockey to come back to watch our Panthers again, and then they just got swept aside real quick in five games. Like, Earth, yeah, yeah, four games. Great, great job. Yeah, and and then yeah, so it was over just like that, and then. At least we didn't get swept, <laughs> Rangers. <clears throat> Very true. Good for them. Um, here, let me let me ask you a question um, about the Rangers. Actually, what what is all this stuff with the the cap bonus cushion penalty thing? Okay, can you can you explain that to me? <clears throat> the cap bonus cushion. Yeah. What? What? Why? Why is mm. why are the Rangers in such trouble? Um, because I think they had a bunch of players hit bonuses last year. And so those bonuses affect their cap this year. Okay. But they're still projected to have $10 million in cap space. Yeah. It th- says that they have a bonus cushion penalty. Yeah. I believe, 3.9 million. Like I believe Edmonton has one too. Okay. Not a small, a small one from Mike Smith, but, um, and that happened. Who was it? It was, um, the big one was uh, Jerome McGinley when he was in Boston, and he really? had and he had a terrific really? year, and he hit almost like all of his bonuses, like three million dollars in bonus, that was going to affect Boston's cap the next season, and so that's why they had to ship out Aginla and Lucic, and yeah, because those were high impact players. Exactly. Like they had to move out a bunch of money because of that. And obviously it worked out quite well for them. It did. It did. In the end, you know, they got rid of the right guys. But that's what happens with the cap. Uh, uh, the, the bonus penalty carrying over. So the, the Rangers will have that. I don't think it's going to affect the Panthers. Um, no, no, I don't think so. I, I was just, I, I was, uh, I spent a fair amount of time on cap friendly. And I was just looking at that. On, yeah, on the it's a weird and and, and, it, and pe- people talk about it a lot, and I was just really curious as to what really was going on there. Because yeah. I know Alexi Lafreniere just signed his contract, and he's he can earn up to what three point five million or something. Yeah, yeah, and like and that, that's just like the thing for the Rangers. They had a lot of players that probably hit bonuses last year, like Adam Fox. Adam Fox probably hit bonuses, or Temi Panarin might have. Like, yeah. Gorgiev might have, Shostjorkin might have. Like, they had a lot of guys that had really good years, like breakout years. Yeah. And so I think that's why that number is. Like, when you have one or two and it's, like, small bonuses, it's not really an issue. Kako. 
What bonus would he have hit? I don't know. Cap friendly shows him as having maximum potential performance bonuses of two point six million. Really? My guess is uh, games played was definitely a bonus. Um, probably points. Probably he probably didn't. There's probably a rookie of the year clause. He probably he definitely did not get that. No. Um, but along those lines, um, I, I would assume he had some bonuses. Oh, I assume he had some. I don't think he had a ton. Certainly. With the year they had. Yeah. They're, they're, Rangers are going to have a very scary power play. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Like, whew. But at least, you know, they're not in our division, so. Yeah, thank God. <clears throat> yeah, our division's tough enough. We and have, Buffalo we goes have... up and adds Taylor Hall. Yeah, let's talk about that. He wants to win, huh? Okay, I always operate under the assumption Taylor Hall really wanted to win, but then he continuously does stuff that actively works against that goal. Uh, how okay? How big of a how big of a role do you think Ralph Kruger played in all Taylor of it? Hall? Yeah. All of it. I yeah. think Taylor. Here's the thing: Taylor Hall, like he played in Edmonton for those first six or seven years of his career, or whatever. Yeah, and he had. So many coaches, so many coaches that did nothing for him. He had Pat Quinn, Tom Rennie. He had Dallas Aikens, who was a nightmare. And then he finally got a good coach in Ralph Kruger. And so I think, I don't know, Ralph Kruger might just be a wizard. I don't know. He, he, I mean, the quote I saw was that he was on the plane after a game and uh, Kruger like brought him over and Taylor Hall thought he was going to thought he was going to be going over video or something but in the end Kruger just asked him how are you doing and that I guess that was a influential thing for for Hall um I don't know that's all it takes great um no other coaches ever asked how he's doing he just couldn't believe it like I I don't know I there there must be something there and And I think I think Definitely one of the happiest guys in all of this is definitely t- uh, Jack Eichel. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy for Jack Eichel to get another winger in there for him. And like, well, superstar caliber winger. Like, let's face it, Jeff Skinner is not superstar caliber. He's getting paid, but superstar He's caliber. Paid like when? <laughs> that's gonna be. Uh, that's everyone knew it was a horrible contract as soon as it was signed, too. Yeah. I mean. I think the thing, to, like Ralph Kruger, he's a very interesting guy. He's a, very different than most NHL coaches in terms of the path he's taken. Uh, you know, working, he worked with the Oilers. He went overseas to work in English Premier League soccer. Uh, I believe his chairman was Southampton. Um, comes, he coaches at the uh, World Cup of Hockey Team Europe. Uh, that surprised mm-hmm. a lot of people. Comes back to Buffalo, coaches there. Didn't have a great year last year. Um, but he seems like a guy who gets a lot out of his players and who his players really enjoy playing for. Yeah. And like, there's a, there was a story when he first got hired in Buffalo <clears throat> that he, uh, he like before he, before the signing was made official, he like would like wear like a disguise and go out 
to like bars in Buffalo just to talk with like Sabres fans, but their <laughs> thoughts on the team. And it's like, who does that? Who does that? That, that reminds me of uh, you've seen Nathan for you. Yeah. Like the different, like the, that, that kind of thing. It's just. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just stuff like that that you're like, most people don't think to do something like that, but you can understand why he does it, right? Right. He wants to. He wants to kind of get the the feel of the fan base, and what they want to see. It's it's very interesting um, approach. I think. I think Taylor Hall will have success in Buffalo. I don't know if the team as a whole will have success. Yeah. Um... It's it's gonna be really interesting. I don't think they have any goalie core. I, I no. think Lukokinen's Le- not ready. He um he had some good outings in the ECHL. AHL was a little tougher. I think he had, I I was looking at his stats um earlier. I think uh, like an eight seventy four and like three goals against something like that. Um, it's. I think he's the future, but it's definitely going to take some time. But you look at it right now, and it's Carter Hutton and Linus Olmark who filed for arbitration. Yeah, it doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. Yeah, it's not not something uh, a goalie duo I'd be ready to ride and die. Yeah. Ride or die, you know. Um, And then if you look at their defense – their defense is decent, but three three quarters of the guys are up next year. Yeah, their defense is just kind of like a mixed bag. Like guys that should be good, like on paper, like there's a lot of really intriguing names there. But then you watch them play, and it's like, why aren't they playing good? Yeah, you look you look at the the guys they have signed for next year for uh, the the year after next is. Rasmus Ristolainen and, and Colin Miller. And then everyone else is up. Like, yeah. Dolan's going to get paid. Yeah, Dolan's going to get paid. You're going to have, which is which is interesting because next summer, like if Taylor Hall has a really good year in Buffalo. and He's he, going to be wanting money. Well, he says he wants to make it a long-term thing, but will Buffalo have the money to, to make it a long-term thing? We don't know. Uh, here's the thing, though. I don't believe that for a second. If he really wanted to make it long-term, he would have signed a long-term deal now. Well, I just think... I, I, I think that the fact that there's enough uncertainty for him to just take a one-year bridge deal means that, sure, he might want it, but like it, it's definitely in his mind that if it doesn't go so well or if he can't get the money he wants, that it's going to be somewhere else. Well, and I think for him, too, is he's, just, he's coming off kind of a, a down year with new jersey and arizona and i think in his mind he's saying i you know maybe i want to be here long term but i also want to get paid so why don't i spend a year here make good money play with the best center i've ever played with and then if they're Co- if, Co- coach ralph Kruger as well yeah coach ralph and if if they you know want to pay me what i'll be worth then yeah i'd love to stay here right like i think and and I like the move from Buffalo in that sense. Like you see a lot of teams. That, I I love the move from Buffalo. They have the cap space this year. Why not? Well, it's just so you see a lot of teams that go out and sign like free agents to long term deals, and it's like you're gonna hand out like a six by six to a guy who's never put on your jersey and played for your organization with the limited information that you have. 
it almost always turns out terribly. So it's more like a Netflix like 30 day trial with Taylor Hall. Yeah, that like the, the, obviously you want to buy the you know the, the you know you want to buy it, you want to have the permanent, you want to have Taylor Hall there permanently. But let's just make sure that it all fits well first. And if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. Yeah, Petrangelo's deal is going to be horrendous in five years. Yes, but, you know, Vegas five-peats for the Stanley <laughs> Cup. I don't, think, I don't think they'll really care. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I haven't looked at Vegas's roster, but I wonder if they're gonna be they're gonna have issues with the expansion draft. No, they're they exempt. Don't, they're, they're exempt. They're exempt. Wow. It's really annoying that they're exempt. It's, that is that is a piss off. Like it's frustrating. Yeah, it's I'll be very curious to see Vegas next season, just because obviously Alex Petrangelo, amazing defenseman. But you heard a lot of reports that players on that team weren't happy about having their names floated around. So if that, you know, impacts the, the locker room chemistry or we'll have to see, but. Yeah. And th- that's the other thing that I'm thinking is um, if Taylor Hall really wants to win, he Seattle. could go to any team. He could go to any team and he's not going to be the number one guy. All right. Any team that's in a position to win, he's going to be number two or number three. If he goes back to Edmonton, he's number three behind Connor and Leon. If he goes to um, Colorado, he'd be number probably number two or number three. I think, well, McKinnon and Landeskog. Are you are you just counting forwards because we're doing D probably Makar? Yeah, of course Makar. Um, so so when you take that into consideration, why wouldn't he just start fresh, like literally fresh, go to Seattle, and he would literally he would be number one. Without a doubt, he would be the face of the franchise. I think more like I keep saying it like I think he really wants to win, and he keeps doing the opposite of that. But it'll be interesting. I think you know, there's just so much unknown right now. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens next next summer, and we'll have to see what kind of season he has this year. I and Seattle Seattle's gonna have the cap space because they're not gonna be paying anyone. Yeah, it's well. They'll probably be loading on some bad deals too. You have to imagine. Uh, Taylor Hall, that's a bad deal. No, Taylor Hall's incredible. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be very interesting. Um, it's shaping up the the Atlantic Division is shaping up to be quite tough next year. Obviously, Boston loses Tory Krug, but they're still Boston. Yeah, and that was that was a weird, weird situation. Very weird situation. Very weird. Like I don't think anybody knows exactly what happened. No, to me, I always just like assumed like Boston was gonna find a way to get it done with Tory Krug. Yeah, and I thought and they then, were at least gonna talk to him. Yeah. They just never talked to the guy. And then Petrangelo just gets blindsided by the Krug signing. Yeah. Like, man, oh man. What a, what a situation. It was a very weird situation where there was a lot of stuff that was just unclear. But big loss, like big loss for the Bruins. But I think, you know, like Matt Greslick, I think, can take on more minutes. So I, yeah, I, yeah. They just signed him to a, what, 3.8 AAV for the next four seasons? 
yeah, so he can step in there. That's fine. Tampa's still going to be really good, even though I don't know how they're going to fit under this cap, even though they just tossed aside Tyler Johnson. Yeah, what's going to happen with that, man? No clue. I, 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 I was very aware that it was a possibility that he was not going to get claimed. I cannot believe, like, Detroit didn't claim him, though. Or, like, Ottawa. Ottawa, you're so far from the cap floor. <laughs> Tyler Johnson can still play. Like, yeah. It's, it, that, like, that's a weird situation there. Montreal has made a lot of ads, too. Uh, like a yeah. lot of like a lot of what they've done. Toronto just added like every All Star from two thousand eight. They they have what three first overalls now. Yeah, which is which is not not exactly Edmonton's. Uh, did Edmonton have four at one point, or was it three at most? Um, they had Hall, Nugent, Hopkins, Yakupov, McDavid. But McDavid came after Yakupov. Was Yakupov still in Edmonton when he was. McDavid came in? Yeah. Wow. Wow. But yeah, I mean, I that that fourth line is going to be so slow. It's going to be so awesome. Like honestly, and I think a lot of Leafs fans, like I don't even think they care how well that line plays. I mean, they're <laughs> just excited to see all their like childhood heroes playing for the hometown Leafs. It's it's like it's like in Shell. When you do GM mode, but do like um like uh, no trade difficulty, and you go get your favorite players from different teams, it, it kind of seems like that. Except now they're all washed up. Yeah, like Joe Thorne could go out there this season, score five points, and be like a minus forty-five, and Leafs fans would still love him. They they would they would. Um, I think. And I can't defense, blame him. I don't think their defense got better. I do. I, I don't know. TJ Brody. I, I I like I like Tyson Berry. I really like I I, I like Tyson Berry. It was very clear that wasn't gonna work in Toronto. It wasn't a good fit, yeah. I, I um, like I like the fit better for Brody and then bringing in Lettinen this year too. Well, they signed Lettinen before the playoffs. They signed him. This was like it was a while ago. A while ago. And I remember he's like he what was it? What was he? M- MVP defenseman? Of the uh, of the Finnish league, like KHL. I I think he's gonna be really good. Oh, the cage. Yeah, he played for Yogurt, right? Yeah. No, he's gonna be terrific for for the Leafs. I think. He, I yeah, I think he has tremendous upside. Um, so I think when you look at like those two guys coming in, and you're taking out Cody Cece and Tyson Berry, I'm like, it's an upgrade. Yeah, I was seeing I was seeing the comments in the uh, on the on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins Twitter post about Cody Cece was basically just Pittsburgh fans saying, Oh, like this isn't that bad. And then literally just all Toronto fans replying to those comments and saying, nah, he's that bad. Yeah. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do with Pittsburgh, but I I definitely think I, I, as I was, as I was telling Jared the other day, um, this has a Toronto has a lot of Tampa Bay vibes at this point, just bringing in these older guys um, who, who have experience and who hopefully can make them last longer in the uh, in the playoffs. It's going to be really interesting to see, but they, they have to make the playoffs is the big thing, and that's going to be a really tough Atlantic division. 
Yeah, it's going to be very tough, very extensive. And there's also the possibility of a Canadian division. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and a Canadian division would also be very tough. Who was it that screwed that up? It was Vegas. It was uh, Bill Foley, Hel- right? Yeah, Bill Foley. Yeah, he, uh, he kind of... Yeah, loose lips sink ships, <laughs> as they say. Um, was, I don't think Gary Bettman was thrilled about that at all. Um, no. It makes sense, though. It does because make the border. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The in the MLS, have teams not been going back and forth? I have no clue. I have not followed the MLS that close. Because Montreal was playing in Montreal last night versus Philadelphia. There's no way Philadelphia is quarantining for 14 days. I, I I don't. I have no clue how it's working in the MLS. So I think that'll be really interesting um, just to see what the Canadian government has to say. And it's all going to depend on the start date and what 2021 looks like. Hopefully it's not going to be as bad as 2020. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Toronto definitely getting better. Um, defense is a debatable subject, in my opinion. Ottawa, I think, is better. Buffalo is better. better. Detroit's still not going to be good, though. I no, but think. they're better. But they're better. They're better. That is for sure. Keyword is better. It's hard to get worse than they were last it's hard year. To get worse. They got better. Um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the only one that I could see is maybe getting worse. Yeah, but, and, and but, but they won. But, Who but cares? they were so they're so good that getting worse really doesn't make that big of a difference. Yeah. I mean, I, and you know, Florida's better. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a tough division if that's what it is. If it's Canadian divisions, that's that, gonna be that's gonna be a really good division. The Canadian division. Yeah, I think Canadian division is gonna be very good. Yeah, it's it'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got Patterson, Matthews, McDavid, Drysaddle, Johnny Hockey. Just like like give me eight games of the Battle of Alberta. <laughs> Brady Kachuk, who might be the next captain of the Senators. I would love to see that. Someone someone at Adidas is getting fired for <clears throat> that. Um and it was on for like at least twelve hours. Like they didn't take it down from the web the website for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah, if that's true, I mean, good for Brady. I was seeing Thomas Shabbat as maybe being that guy, just because he's been I, there a bit longer. A bit longer. He signed to a long-term deal. He speaks English and French. Um, but he was in that Uber. He was in the Uber. He was in the <laughs> Uber. Man, the the Uber. Whew, they should have taken get a you. lift. Yeah, should have taken a lift. Should have called a cab. Should have walked home. <laughs> Oh man! Right. Shame on that! Shame on that Uber driver for releasing the footage. But at the same time, thank you. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. And then I saw Eugene Melnick is actually suing uh, the Ottawa Sun for defamation for a whopping five hundred thousand dollars, which clearly he n- desperately needs. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Poor Eugene. I don't know if Boston's better. Do you think Boston's better? 
their defense isn't better, but I I really like the out of Craig Smith. Yeah, like, I think he, he was. I think he's a dark horse. He was on my fantasy team two years ago. He, I mean, he's a really good. Like his underlying numbers are pretty solid. I think I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say Boston got better or worse. I think they're just different. Yeah, like they're um, a little deeper up front and they're a little worse defensively. And we don't know. Let's let's see if they br- bring back Zdeno Chara. Yeah, the fact that it hasn't happened yet, it's kind of like. Doesn't make it sound very optimistic, but who knows? I think that, like, yeah, it's we'll have to wait and see. But either way, it's been uh it's been a good off season so far. That's for it, sure. It's been great. It's been great. It's um, it's uh it's kind of blocked out that lack of hockey for a bit. Yeah, just a little bit. And, just a little bit. And and really, like, we're only. Three months away from 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 being back to watching NHL hockey, maybe. So so here's the interesting part, and I I think there is no way in hell they do a um they they do a an 82 game season. First of all, there's not going to be any All Star game next next year. Oh no, that's not happening because I mean, as much as every single NHL fan just enjoyed the All Star game so much. Um, it's not happening. No, maybe I I assume they'll have an all star roster that they'll release at the end of the year. That they'll release either mid year at the same time that the all star game would be, or at the end of the year, which I think would would, would be nice. Um, kind of as in the same spirit of um the uh I know Premier League has a team of the week. Um, most most soccer most soccer leagues have team of the week and team of the month and then team of the year. Um, I, I think that's a nice format. So let, let's wait and see. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool if the NHL did something like that. Like usually they do their like three stars of the week month, right? Yeah, and they do rookie of the month, um, three stars of the week, three stars of the month. Um, so... It's going to be interesting to see the, but I I definitely think it's it's something that's better, not worse. And so, first of all, no eighty-two game season, no All Star game, because the NHL's rights in the U.S. are NBC. Yeah. NBC has a very hard deadline next year because they have to cover the Olympics. They do. The, the NHL and Olympics cannot overlap. No, that'd be. It's it's got to be it's got to be separate. So I, I I there's no chance that we see an 82 game season if they want regular style playoffs. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait, but I imagine there's still a lot of <clears throat> figuring out to be done by both teams, or yeah. by you know by the NHL and the NHLPA and all their partners. We'll just kind of have to wait and see. Um, hopefully. You know, there'll still be some hockey news coming out in the next, you know, little while. So we can at least have something to talk about while we're waiting. Yeah. Um, and until then, I mean, well, yeah, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. I guess, uh, guess that does it for this episode of the, the podcast. Thank you to everyone tuning in. And we'll be back week with back next week with Brandon.
get a step 